0: So we're back uh finally how you been it's been a while like we haven't really talked much off air so yeah. it's like this is also catching up for me
1: yeah like the, the question have you been it, it actually has meaning uh, <laughs>
2: yeah
1: it is not a protocol opening uh because yeah like there, there's been a lot of crazy things going on with me um lately um, I don't know if you've seen have you seen um the Spider-Verse, like the Spider-Verse dance. Oh yeah. All right. You see that scene where they're like asking um Dr. Osborne, like, are you there, Dr. Osborne? And then the Green Goblin goes, like, Osborne went on sabbatical.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it even became a meme. Um, I don't know. Oh, you yes. you've seen those memes, but like, yeah, like that's actually legit a little bit of what has been going on with me. Then it's crazy. Don't know what to start. Um it's just just insane um but okay we'll, we'll go slowly now let's start with Russia let's start with something easier our international <laughs> interests. Uh, what do you think of what's going on with Russia and Putin and Ukraine and everybody else
0: <laughs> well um I don't know it's been interesting like um the last few weeks Russia has been building up its, uh, military presence in your borders of Ukraine. From the news that I've been hearing, um, yeah, the Ukrainian people, no, they're anxious, but they're not really expecting Russia to do anything. Most of the panic is coming from the US and Britain because they really think um Russia is planning to invade and yeah reclaim part of um in the ukraine or completely take over the and yeah i i don't know like i'm not for russia but i'm also suspicious about the uh, the us and britain's panic here because you know it makes sense from russia's perspective that they would not want ukraine to join nato of course. You know, that was one of the main contentions after the uh Soviet Union broke that they didn't want any of the former Soviet states to be part of NATO. And yeah. you know, for the most part it was agreed, right? But you know, the US and other European countries have been kind of pushing towards the Ukraine and Georgia um They've been flirting with um, uh, a NATO membership. Mm-hmm. So this is the reaction that we get from Russia, which is exactly what we would expect. Um, now, from what I've like, been able to read is that, oh, there's a minority Russian-speaking population in, that lives in the Ukraine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Russia has an interest in like protecting, quote-unquote, that population. Bringing uh, them home. <laughs> Well, from Russia's perspective, they are home and yeah, you know, they want to protect the Russianness in that area. Yeah. They want to. Well,
1: what I mean is, like, they, they're using that Russian ness, yes, yes. as you say, as an excuse to be like, well, they, they must be protected by any means yes. necessary. So that may so, include a potential invasion of, of
0: Ukraine. Yeah. Like, you know? And yeah, yeah. Russia. Um sure so like yeah that's the motivation or that's a push that they're going for but yeah no it's interesting um ultimately i don't think much will happen um i think this could be resolved very easily um if you have a country just say that they will not accept uh, ukraine into nato or make that part of the negotiations could have a country like france or italy and you know that that would Make Russian Russians more relaxed. It sucks for the Ukraine, but
1: yeah, like at what we're looking at right now is just—it's. Can I have you that? Deadlock situation, at least for Ukraine. Now, how I see this is, it's completely understandable why Russia is just pushing towards like if you don't stop this, I'm going to have to invade Ukraine, like. It is understandable from their perspective, like they're, what they're seeing is a, a potential like um, yeah, like a bigger and bigger threat as time goes by in, re, in regards of their political position, well, geopolitical position, sorry, in that area. Because let us be honest, if Ukraine joins NATO, then more and more nations May feel eager to do so, yeah, well, because of whatever benefits they may give to Ukraine, you know, like NATO is not like just this random club that you can join and be happy about it, yeah,
0: yeah, then uh, yeah, that's the Russian fear, right? Because exactly, next, yeah. next would be country like Georgia,
1: precisely. Now, because they are getting closer, like, well, yeah, and you think, think up, about it, way they, they're pushing into that, uh huh,
0: yeah, the Ukraine is it's next door to russia like their neighbors
2: <laughs> yeah so,
0: you know you can make sense from the russian perspective why they would be so against it and, and be really anxious about about this move it's kind of like you know if china right now um decided to enter into a military alliance with mexico um,
1: yeah that would be insane yeah like that yeah. thats actually that's an excellent example because the, that would equivalent A-
0: Americans who are like start ripping their hair out um you know, yeah and invading
1: mexico
0: yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> they they would not allow that one bit like you know they don't even allow you know like they panic when Russia when Russian um, navy um, goes to Venezuela so you know can you can imagine how hysterical the Americans would be if something similar happened to their in, in their neighborhood
1: indeed yeah like it, it's completely understandable from that perspective yeah. right? like, but then again, like <laughs> then Americans will say well what do you expect us to do right like if, if we do not push Russia in this way like we don't really try to put out like that presence out there of, of this is the yeah. thing that we have like because I don't know, like I feel that after the Cold War, and like even today, even though China is misbehaving a lot, whatever Russia does, the world gets it a lot more personal. You know what I mean? Like, like I believe mean, China is playing out like the cards and doing a bunch of crazy things, but at the same time, whenever Russia does something, like that's when, when the world gets all like, whoa, you see what Russia did? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh they, they get very personal about it. They get like like you shouldn't be doing this. Like that's that's not something that you are allowed to do. Like they get it incredibly personal, and uh, like one of the reasons why I will say that is is because of that reputation that Russia has developed for itself. Of we are rather dangerous, you know. Like,
0: well, and especially Putin, right? Um, yeah, because, oh yeah, that's strongman reputation. Yeah,
1: yeah, like everybody gets a little bit worried now. In a sense, well, he's dealing with it. You know, like there is not much he can do aside from the fact of keep pushing. Like, do you think that there is any other way he could be able to like deal with this whole situation? And what I mean by that is, does he does he have does he truly has another option in regards of? All right, like I want you guys to stop moving in, so I'm going to start doing this, or do you think like he has to tread for invasion? He has to move forward with the possibilities of um, going into an actual conflict with um, the Ukraine. I like messing everything up because at the very end of the day, like if you just look at it from the perspective of what what Americans may be seeing, he's messing everything up. Yeah, right? like well, he's he's not being prudent in that in that sense. I mean,
0: yeah. Um... And you know it's more complicated already because he they already annexed Crimea, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Like that's that was a move that got everybody nervous.
0: Yeah, so it's not like we can say that he's gonna stop. You know, there there's no anytime soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's no promise of that. Um, but as I was saying, um, I think most of the anxiety. Is around the NATO expansion. So if you know, if part of the agreement was that the Ukraine would not have NATO membership anytime soon, I think at least that puts the ball back in their court. So now it's on Russia to act. Of course, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: um, if you define a path to peace, you will be able to see what truly yeah. behind it, right? I think we 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 agree in this, right? Like, yeah. The situation, oh. uh, as time goes by, the situation just gets worse and worse and worse because they are pushing themselves, and I think they know that. Right? Like they're pushing themselves into this corner of there is nothing else I can do, right, to stop these people, because they keep they will keep moving forward. They will keep pushing me, and I have to push back. Uh, I, I I I think, and I I believe that Putin is well aware of that. Like, they will keep pushing him.
0: Yes. If um, they don't
1: do it through Ukraine they're going to do it to us no
0: Putin's old now he's like yeah he's he in his 70s i think um
1: he doesn't look like it
0: yeah i know but he's not going to be around much longer like
1: yeah
0: so do you, you
1: think know, that this might be like what his, he sees as his possible legacy like
0: yeah like you know yeah that might be it right he might be thinking right now Ukraine is not in NATO, it's still not, they're still not in NATO, this this might be his last chance, it would make him the person that brought back NATO, uh, Ukraine and into the Russian state.
1: <laughs> oh, man, the problem of legacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that. that is a legit problem. Like, I'm not saying it just randomly, you know, like, I think that when, whenever we're looking at legacy, the pressures that we put ourselves into may lead us into very messed up decisions. And like in this case, a possible <laughs> world war. Um because because of how everything is like is behaving around us.
0: Ah, Putin. Um yeah, but like I said, um I think this is could be um, solved pretty easily if someone, Macron, had the balls to go and say um veto um, Ukraine membership into NATO. Yeah, my point is, like, we know what they want, so you know, let's put the cards on the table right now, um, because right now, like, any incident could really develop into an actual war. The longer it takes for everyone to That's- put their <laughs> cards down, just increases the likelihood of, uh, uh, of some international incident that might be costly for everyone. But yeah, like, yes, like, he- yeah, I don't think we have any major disagreement here. Like I would just say that it's kind of weird um looking at the American media because they really think um like they're they're portraying it kind of like world war two yeah and you know well like Putin uh, is Hitler and you know he's gonna take over Ukraine then he's gonna take over um Poland Uh, and stuff like that like
1: (laughs) but you know like uh American media tends to be very sensation sensationalist, yeah, yeah. So sensationalistic. Sorry, it's
0: just I don't know. Yeah, w- w- yeah, which makes it harder to you know kind of like accept any of their commentary because take it seriously. Yeah. Um, now, on uh, have you been following up with anything that has happened in Afghanistan since the U.S. left?
1: Oh no, I haven't.
0: No.
1: Could you please enlighten me? I, I'm sure that it's uh,
0: Well, not much rather has colorful. been happening. Um,
1: it's Afghanistan after all.
0: Yeah. Um, Like the Taliban, they've tried to uh, create relations with their neighbors. Did mm-hmm. the
1: China um, eventually got
0: in? Yeah, they've talked to China. They've talked to Russia. They've gotten aid from India. And, you know, they're really close to Pakistan. Um, oh, wow. But the point is, um, after the Afghanistan government fell... The U.S. froze all their assets, all their money. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So Afghanistan has no money right now. Um, All all of it, the U.S. has control of it, Uh, which has now created a crisis, like a famine and other supply chain issues for them. So you have um, a significant part of the Afghan population that's now um, pretty much starving because they're not getting. They like the country has no money for to buy anything, right? Sure. Um, and this is kind of like my point I was saying before. A lot of the stuff that the U.S. does, it backfires on them because of they don't really think through the policy. So like, yeah. like we like we we're saying with Russia, the, you know, the U.S. keeps pushing for the NATO um, expansion, the inclusion of the Ukraine. So then. Russia has to respond. In this case, the U.S. wants to be seen as tough and not having a relation with the Taliban. You know, they 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 could resolve the issue if they you know returned what's really our national assets, right?
1: Yeah, like I I, I don't know if our viewers um like to follow a lot of international news or. Or, or they could not consider this, this kind of thing as, well, this is what I was gonna say. Like, and that, that's one of the reasons why I opened with that is whenever something is happening internationally, it is a, it is a mistake to look at it just from the lens of the present moment. Um, everything has a lot of consequences on the long run. Like everything, absolutely everything that happened has consequences in the long run. Like people are going to get like, right. even Ukraine right now. Like for example, if that if nothing were to happen, right? I and mean, if tomorrow they were to decrease the tensions between Russia and Ukraine and re- decrease the tensions between Europe and so on. Well, we have noticed that something has happened. We have noticed that there is uh, a, a certain degree of, of possible conflict between Russia and the rest of Europe and Russia and the rest of the world out of this particular place. By, and, uh, and that will stay there until the problem is absolutely solved like in the case of in the case of Afghanistan if, if something were to characterize Afghanistan as much as the fact that it is a very unstable part of the world and the reason is not so much the interventions that come into Afghanistan every once in a while because everybody tries <laughs> to get in there yeah like, let's be honest um, but it's also all these aspects of how do you call it, the ethnical characteristics of Afghanistan, right? Like they have so many things they're dealing with in regards of their personal identity that just saying um, this is how you solve it or this is what you do to, to stop the situation is just a gross misunderstanding of the gravity of the whole situation, right? Like things are a lot more complex for Afghanistan in that sense. Like, they have you have to deal with a lot of things. You have to deal with, all right. So how are we going to be um walking around the fact that whenever we leave, there is three or five or six different um groups of people that are doing like their own different thing and like they, they want their own like different agendas and whatever. How are you going to be dealing with that? Right? Like mm-hmm. and that that's that's precisely what I think, what, what I mean by this. Um
2: well, it's the thing not is- as
1: clean cut if i recall because let's be honest because of the things that i've been going through and like doing in general it just there is so much that i have ignored recently but we are honest in the sense of how the afghan the new afghan government decided to present itself to the rest of the world amongst the their its appearance in the international arena i think it is aware of certain characteristics that it must show so the western powers feel a little bit more at ease with yeah. them but at the very same time is like again looking at the long run of things yeah like you're not going to be doing this forever right you got other agendas you have you you have other things you you care about more and like that is a sad, sad that's but a but very interesting situation in regards of Of at least not not only the situation of Afghanistan, right? Like we're not talking about the big red dragon in the east, but at the same time, it's like the same thing happened with China, right? Like if China takes over Taiwan, because I don't know if they have, have they? Like I have been very- No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like <laughs> no <laughs> Taiwan, China now. Like like that's how far away I've been from all these international news and things. It's just like
2: <laughs> what is going
1: on over there. Um, but yeah, no, if they were to take it over. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the ramifications for that would also be like messed up. Like you know what I mean, like. Yeah,
0: and you know that's that that situation is kind of like the Ukraine situation, right? Because China, you know, they they're trying to maintain their claim that Taiwan is part of their country, and the last thing they want is for Americans to be like really invested in Taiwan. Uh, but because. Yeah of China's actions or, you know, like their, their stance towards Taiwan, you know, that just invites more Americans to come in. That's how escalation increases.
1: Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, like that, that's a little bit about international affairs. Um, I'm sure there is a lot more other things. So we could move into another, um, Less international topic. So tell me, you've been reading anything of interest?
0: Not much to be honest. Like um, for the past few months, like for, pretty much since we started talking about the church fathers, I've been, you know, just going through the different church fathers still. Um of you course. Know, <clears throat> I don't know, like I I find their theology very interesting. Like they're all like their different perspectives. Um, why do you
1: find it interesting?
0: Well, mostly f- from the historical perspective like um and just to see the development of different um theories and um theological claims and like how they try to interpret different things like um
1: Let, let's um, just say this like we, so we can open with like how they try to interpret the the fact that people were moving away um they really took to heart the idea of falling away from the faith like it was not like oh he just found his calling in another spiritual expression. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not about that. It's not about like, oh, like this was not his thing, like he can do another. He was more like, oh, wow, like he became a heretic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
2: yeah. the degrees yeah,
1: no. of, of severeness of their particular interpretation of what people's, I don't know, interest
0: yeah, no, in um, regards
1: to religion was quite interesting too.
0: Yeah, um, they were comfortable. Making like hard definitions and lines, yeah. um, you know. With you no, know, like I asked you before, um you know, if you think that you know someone going from Catholicism to some the <laughs> denomination, you know, if it was acceptable to baptize them again if they had already been baptized by the Catholic faith, yeah, you know, for because for of you that do not know, this this was a message, like um, yeah, his yeah. Name he
1: sent me a random message, I don't know where, <laughs> about a, a heretical question. Over Yeah, like that, that was hilarious. I actually laughed when I got that, because I don't remember <laughs> what I was doing. Um, like I, yeah, think I was no. writing or watching a movie or something. And then <laughs> <laughs> some, some um, random, like what would be like, ecclesiastical? And yeah,
0: yeah the, that is an ecclesi- ecclesiastical question. All uh, right. But yeah, no, because um, you know, and it was because I was reading um, the Nicene Creed, right? And yeah. like going through, it, and then you know, I remembered of the um, that one uh, controversy um, happened in the early church when a lot of people were being persecuted. It turned out that um, some of the um, bishops, or yeah, they were fake bishops. So people weren't sure if, um, you know, the baptism had worked or if they had to re- be rebaptized. but they were like, no, you can only be baptized once. And now then, explain you know, the fake bishops parts, because, well, here you we uh,
1: understand like some random person with a beard claiming to be a bishop. <laughs> so bishops in the early church does not mean all people dressed in red, right? Like it means literally like pastor or priest, all right? So that's an interchangeable kind of uh, terminology. So when we say bishops, we mean, well, you could understand as a pastor or you could understand as a priest. Now, second thing, uh, whenever you were told or whenever you were chosen by God to become a, a bishop or a priest, you were by definition also entitled to, for the protection of the holy scripture, what that actually meant is that doesn't matter what happened; it is your obligation, your job to keep true to the faith, through, ho- through the holy scripture, through all of these aspects of do not renounce it, like not allowing people to steal it, and so on and so on. Yeah, so
0: on. which no, that that was the origin of this controversy. Um, they they call it the Donatist controversy.
1: Uh huh. Some of um, them did, right?
0: Yeah, you know, when they were being persecuted, um, a lot of these bishops, a lot of, you know, other Christian leaders, when they were arrested, they kind of gave up their their Bibles or their Christian literature. Um, you know, they kind of renounced the faith, but they were kind of like pretending to renounce the faith. Not really. Eventually, when the um, persecutions ended, they tried going back to the church and, you know, the Christians who had been persecuted and suffered and, you know, they've been punished, tortured, they didn't want to step them back. But that created a problem. Of them because a lot of other Christians, you know, they had been they had received sacraments from some of these bishops that had given up. Well, according to the interpretation of the early church, right? Like, yeah. and, and that's a very like
1: you could you could place yourself into that position being like, Well, I was about to get tortured, right? Uh, yeah. all they wanted me to do is to give them the Bible, which we can get all the copies of. Like, I'm looking at it from a very modern perspective, yeah, and yeah. be like. And that's it. like, I can save myself. But then again, it's not that simple, right? Like, right? It's not as okay. just, just like, just give it away. Like, nothing's gonna happen. No, no, no. Back in the day, people actually believed that was the word of God, yes. <laughs> and, and and I say actually believe because they treat it as such, right? Like, yeah. Imagine if tomorrow you receive the word of God, then you will behave towards it in a very different manner that we do to our Bibles, right? So. Doing this, carrying out this action of of hanging out the hanging out the Bible or giving out the Bible because of whatever reason was seen as something very problematic. And because of that, some of these bishops that in in a way held their office were seen sometimes as fake bishops, right? Like as, as not having the authority necessary to fulfill their office.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, once they left, they kind of, they were basically apostates, right? Yep. So then a lot of these people who had been part of their congregations, they went to other churches and, you know, it created problems because they weren't sure if the sacraments... They had received were still valid or yeah they were invalid because you know the bishop had been fake and one of the problems one of the sacraments was baptism the question was if they had been baptized by the fake bishop does it still count or do i need to get baptized again this was part of a big controversy um and it was That's really resolved one, yeah. yeah it was really resolved in the sec or in the council of constantinople which you know finalized the Nicene creed mm-hmm. um they declared that it was just one baptism because the idea was that the baptismal formula calls on or the father the son the holy spirit as witnesses to the sacrament if you get baptized again they they were claiming that that was like why did they not, witness <laughs> yeah not not accepting the their witness as valid uh, which yes. would be blasphemous right so they're like, uh, no. Even if it was a fake bishop, um, as long as it's a valid baptism, that's all that's needed, right? So one of the claims that's later made is that even Constantine, when he bat- when he was baptized on his deathbed, the person that baptized him was probably an Arian. Uh, you know? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. And
1: yeah, there was yeah. this whole controversy between
0: Arians yeah. and um, Niceneans. Yeah, yeah. So he. Probably wasn't even an Orthodox Christian. But because of that, you know, it's still a valid baptism, even if the person was a heretic. Now,
1: uh, if I remember well, this was kind of like the stance that I gave you. I don't even remember. Like, I felt like I, I answered just like, <laughs> I answered how I could in that very moment. Because I swear, I thought, I don't know. Like, I thought I was, I don't remember what I was doing. Uh, but here's the thing. Let's say um, you say a Catholic that becomes a Protestant, right, or a Protestant that becomes a Catholic. Yes, yes.
0: Well, it would be a from Catholic what? going from Protestant because you know oh, that, right. that's that's what I see a lot of the times. Like, uh, and you yeah, like that's the most common thing. Yeah, yeah. You, and you explained it right. Um, a lot of Protestants, Baptists, and whatnot, when they receive uh, someone coming from Catholicism, they think it as like a conversion yeah like a brand from a new, new religion yeah individual. right from a yeah. new religion and they need to be rebaptized because yeah you know, they don't accept the catholic baptism you especially,
1: know especially like and this is the thing they don't accept the catholic baptism because <laughs> interestingly enough that's a topic that I, I was discussing at church last sunday and, and we were talking precisely about baptism and one of the things that we were saying about it was baptism for it to be valid according to what we see in Scripture. Forget about all doctrine, just Scripture, uh, which is very difficult because I think we agree that we cannot discuss Bible without doctrine, right? Uh, But here's the thing. What we see in Scripture is that whoever wanted to be baptized will have to hear the gospel and then make that voluntary decision of getting baptized by understanding that it is something that Christ told us to do in Matthew, right? Like he said, Go on and baptize, and so on, so on, so on, so on, right? Matthew 28, last last verses of Matthew 28, they explain something that's called the Great Commission. And in that Great Commission, it's go preach, go make disciples and baptize them. Now, according to that, if you see that formula expressed within the Bible, you will see, I can quote two examples right now, like the Ethiopian, um, I would call them noblemen, perhaps. Yeah, the, the Ethiopian men and the Roman the Roman soldier that baptized with all his family. Right? So they were there. They, One of them heard uh, Philip. The other one heard uh, Peter. And they proceed to baptize out of their own desire to do so. Like they ask, what do I need to do? And they say, well, you have to baptize because Christ says so. Now, according to that form, formula in its purest form, how Protestants see uh, baptism, it is that it's a voluntary action that you take in obedience to Christ. Yes. Now, the reason why there is controversy with regards to the infant baptism is because infant baptism has become a sacrament, which is a, a, an action that you take in the process of salvation. But that particular sacrament, is an action that you take involuntarily and people take it on representation of you as a promise to something towards the future, meaning you yes. get baptized. The, the witnesses that are there will assure the priests and the church and God that they will try to keep you on the path of righteousness until you are able to do your own confession of faith personally. Yeah. The, this is also this also adds to the fact that you you receive this, I don't remember how it's called, but like this kind of grace, like your parents' grace, that in case that you die and you haven't done it, you kind of like get a chance of uh, redeeming yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this whole process of thing, like if you if you see like the, the conflict with Catholics coming into Protestantism or any form of, forget about Protestantism, any form of Christianity that kind of like sees baptism as, as this voluntary thing. It's always, the problem is, well, you did make a decision which was unvoluntary. Now, if that's in the case of someone that, let's say they did practice Catholicism, No, they did not practice Catholicism, right? Like they were born in it, but they just completely forgot about it. And then they use Catholic by name, which is very common in Mexico, for example. There's like huge amounts of people that are Catholic just by tradition. They do not know anything about the Catholic Church. Like, yeah. So this is the kind of converse that I'm talking about. Now, if we are to talk about a different kind of Catholic, which is a more invested kind of Catholic, right? I think, and here's where it gets touchy. Because I think we will be moving into, you know what you did, you know the sacraments, you know how the church operates in regards of its works of salvation. Uh, it's, it's, I, would, I would call it its system of salvation, right? Because I, I believe all churches have their own system of salvation. Yeah. But uh, you know how it behaves, you know that we do not agree with such a system of salvation. That you will, so you will have to take a willing decision of rebaptizing voluntarily through the understanding of a scripture. But then again,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. And this is what this is where I stand in a, in a very interesting way with Catholics now. I'm like, I have known plenty of Catholics that are fairly decent Christians. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I think we agree, like, you don't have to be Protestant to be a, a good Christian. Right? Uh, because then again, Christianity transcends whatever denomination. I right. honestly believe that. I, I honestly believe that there is some Catholics that are so incredibly Christian that will put to shame many other Christians. Of
0: course, and right. Let me be and, honest. Yeah, and yeah. you don't want to say that um, Christianity stopped existing for 1,200 years until Protestants came along, right?
1: Exactly. They just <laughs> appeared out of nowhere. Like, that, that's a huge misunderstanding. Like whenever, And I think this was part of my answer the first time you asked me this. I was like, I think a big part of why protestants really push towards re-baptizing aside from the fact that it's the biblical thing to do you know like according to what i just explained is that we have this perverse understanding of catholicism where we see it as right. like an abomination and it sounds huge like that word imagine like the word that i'm using right like we see it like as a terrible thing that happened to christianity and but let's be honest, in some cases, in some aspects of it, it is, it is terrible. But like um, the things that have been done under the Christian banner through Catholicism have been crazy. But then again, like you would say, yeah, the, what was it? Uh, inquisition. And I'm like, yeah, but like uh, Calvin directed its own inquisition, <laughs> you know, like yeah. he did it. Yeah, like he did he it on, um, what was it? Geneva, I think. Yeah, Geneva. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the poor poor Anabaptists. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Anabaptists were persecuted (laughs) by by other uh, Protestant denominations.
0: Yeah, well, it's so brutal. I don't remember if it's if it was Calvin or if it was Luther. I can't remember, but they had this um saying, um, when they would hang Anabaptists from the from the they would hang them on the bridge they would leave their bodies hanging on the bridge and then they would fall into the river and then they would say that's their third baptism. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa. That's very brutal. Didn't know about that.
1: But like, okay, that that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm saying, right? Like, right, right, like... <laughs> going back to baptism and moving away from the, the goriness of Christianity. Uh, I, I honestly believe that there's so many Catholics that whenever they, because I, I, help me here because I, I forgot if that's the process. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, you baptize when you're a child and then you go through Confirm- catechism
0: yeah, yeah. And the, the um, first communion right yeah, yeah so um, yeah you baptize as, a, as an infant Um, mm-hmm. when you're about nine you do your first communion
1: all right and then
0: and then you do mm-hmm. a confirmation that's basically yeah, that's- you're accepting the baptism
1: all right there we go all right so that's that's in a way the way of making it um, now actually active right like yeah um, yes in your life yes. all right now what the reason why i'm asking you this is because if a catholic that has done its confirmation turns into protestantism <laughs> now do uh, you see you see where this is going because it's fascinating and it happens in mexico a lot and um it yeah. happens in in italy i guess a lot or in spain or whatever true catholic country if a if a catholic that that took its confirmation turns into protestantism then we ought to ask first, what was the reason behind this person turning into Protestantism? Now, could it be the reason that it this person bought into the idea that the Catholic Church is a perverse uh, Christian church? Because some people do, right? Like they're like, oh, the Catholic Church is, is terrible and it's the worst. And then they turn into some other uh, denomination of Christianity. There are some other people that perhaps felt like the, the, the Catholic right was not there was not according to the expression of Christianity, and what I mean by that, and I think we we can dwell in this a lot more, especially because we share that kind of um, reflection in regards to Christianity. That there are certain things that we miss, or that with certain things that we think that could be cool to have. <laughs> cool, that's a word. That's a terrible word uh, for a theological discussion, but um, it will be interesting to have. In all Christian denominations generally you know Um, I don't know like in my case something that I I find to be very very interesting and something that I find to be like if if there were such things in Protestantism I would join them it's orders I think orders are amazing like the fact that yeah like the closest we go to orders is the Jude group Uh, (laughs) what I mean by that it's like, these small groups of people that join together with a common purpose within Christianity that do a specific thing, right? Like yeah. um, like taking back the Holy Land or something like that. Um, what, what I mean by all of this is if these Catholics were to be like, the, the Catholic right is not the way I want to express my Christianity, some of them turn into other versions of Protestantism. And I have seen that with my own eyes. I have talked to a lot of Catholics that say, Uh, I do not believe in the purgatory, right? Or I do not believe in the authority or like the first among equals in regards of the authority of the Pope. Catholics telling me that, right? Like they don't say publicly, but they're like, I don't believe the Pope is such a special uh, individual. Right? Like I believe that whatever, like they believe. Um, Another thing that I have heard is um, I don't believe in the saints. I don't like praying to the saints, right? Or I don't like praying to Mary in particular. I just like praying to Jesus. And I'm like, I always I always ask them this, like, then what are you doing there, right? And like, the reason why they're there is because of family tradition, right? Um, yeah. So, so then again, if you look at them, what they do is they read the Bible, they pray to Jesus, and they try to live a, a, a morally correct Christian life. And I'm like, well, that's rather of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, you take away, like, the, the very flamboyant aspect of, of Catholicism, which is an, an amazing thing of it, and then there is nothing really separating them from other person. Now, if they wanted to really turn into Protestantism, like, uh, affiliate themselves to a Protestant denomination, I, I, I answered your question with this one, right? Like, would it be proper that they baptize again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Right, right if they're living such a life they already done their confirmation they, they're reading to it like some some of them will just add of the thing like and i think that this is where baptism has lost its meaning in a way uh it's severity or the yeah, right. spiritual meaning where like people re-baptize three four five times it's just like <laughs> you know what i mean like you've seen it right
0: yeah, yeah.
1: um this happens a lot in
0: Every, yeah, every time they go to the new church, it's like they baptize. They
1: re-baptize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I think the, the part of the fault of that is the way we explain it. Because, again, going back to church where, where I was uh, discussing this topic, one, one thing I told them, and uh, one thing that we see in, in scripture eventually like becomes this kind of advice towards new is that baptism is not <laughs> and we really push this idea of it is not a sacrament. It's not a requirement for salvation, but it is a public statement of your salvation. What it means is how we understand it is you baptize as an, as an act of obedience that shows that you have been born again as a Christian, right? So on itself, baptism does not hold any spiritual, according to how we see it, any spiritual like salvation powers that that's the worst way of i could say it <laughs> uh yeah but it, it does not hold any like spiritual like i don't know how to
0: say that yeah, like, yeah it's not salvific yeah, it's, on on of itself
1: thank you salvific yeah well, okay that's a new word for me because i was going to use a bunch of other ones that are going to get me in trouble but uh, salvific <laughs> should be good enough yeah. uh so it has no salvific properties to its uh, to, to yeah. its only the act itself so but it has a meaning right and now let's go back to the to the early church that's not what it that's not what they believe
0: (laughs) no no, no, no. and you know that's (laughs) that's why i asked you a question because like to me detached from it and reading it more as you know as a historical progression or development, uh to me their their logic, their thinking, especially when it comes to you know the witness of the Godhead, makes sense and it's clear. The historical examples are clear. You have Aryans giving proper baptism and Aryans are the worst form of heretics basically in the ancient church. Yeah. Um yeah yeah in church, yes, yeah. because there is some heretics that are intense. <laughs> right. So when I look at in contrast a modern denominations and what they practice it really seems like their thinking is completely different it makes a lot more sense like in my thinking to go with the church fathers because their explanation makes more sense um so which is why i asked you to see what theological motivators would influence someone to do that to perform a second baptism because you know what, what i said was it creates um a contradiction with the Nicene Creed, um, yeah. Which supposedly all Orthodox Trinitarian Christians accept, um, to a
1: point. Because you know, like they have now succumbed to the well, not succumbed. That's not the word. They have now um, moved into. Well, you're saying Orthodoxy, yeah, yeah. Forget because I, I was looking at it from a Protestant perspective, and you know the Westminster Creed. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, yeah. Yes,
0: that's the one they always quote towards. I think it's inspiring. Uh, but, yeah, but the Westminster uh, Confession is, you know, it builds upon the Nicene Creed. It doesn't, it doesn't. Yes. It's yes, not I an agree. annulment. But like, yeah, it's not an annulment. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Right. Um, So So, I I haven't read (laughs) the Westminster Confession in a while, so I'd be surprised if it said a second baptism is permissible or, you know, know, but um, yeah, like if we were holding to, if we're contrasting the two positions, the early one seems better, especially in the context of the Roman world, because what you said is important as the marker for this, the distinction because um, this Protestant idea of conscious um, acceptance or conscious uh, baptism, that's made with full knowledge of what's happening, of the meaning and the claim that is being made by or through the baptism, that's a type of thinking that developed with the humanist movement and it's not present in the ancient world, right? In the ancient world, if I converted, you know, say if I was, if I were a Roman and I converted to Christianity, my conversion also meant the conversion of my whole family. And, you yeah, know, if, if, these, I had, if, I, if I had slaves, they would convert as well. And yeah. it was and that's something that people forget, right, right?
1: When they read the conversion of Cornelius,
0: the paterfamilias, he basically represented the whole family, family, yeah. which is why the, in Catholicism, you know, the baptism works because the parents um, basically take the responsibility of the child, uh, yeah. you know, which is consistent with that more ancient point of view. Now, um. Also it's interesting in the in the ancient world, um, the forms of baptism, you know, they were a lot more relaxed. Because yeah. all, all they cared was if yeah, you, like they didn't have the yeah, if you had a little a, bit of but, water, that was bit. Bit, yeah, it, as long as you have water, liquid water mm-hmm. and you say that Trinitarian formula, the baptismal formula, like that's all you need for baptism. Yes, so, we you can know, see that um, on the,
1: the back. End.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. I was about to mention it, the dedicate, uh, you okay. know, they're like, preferably you should baptize in cold running water, but if you don't have running water, you, you yeah. can use, um, some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can use like a little pool if you don't have that. Yeah. I read uh, that. Yeah. If you don't have that, you can use um, a jug of water and sprinkle it over. Um, I
1: read that and I talked about that to my pastor and I was like, what do you think? Uh, because, and it's interesting because he, he's Baptist, right? So by yeah. obligation, he has he has to say that baptism has to be in full immersion, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I understand, like, why? Because, well, it is the word. The word, per se, it says that you have to immerse, right? Like, But then again, there is so many... Uh, in Spanish, it's called casuística. Yeah. I don't know if there is a word for that in English. Do you, do you understand it, like casuística? Um... Uh, it, it's a it's a word that means there is so many different cases that will affect the particular situation that we're discussing yeah and, and what well, I thought, it would
0: probably be like contextually yeah
1: yeah but yeah contextually yeah it would be a good um
0: yeah because yeah situation. you know you can imagine especially in the ancient world right you know someone like um um ignatius uh who is you know, arrested and he's in a jail cell on his way to Rome. Yeah. Um, You know, imagine if there was someone like that that converted to Christianity. They might not be able to get out and go into the river, right? Uh, of course. They'll, they'll, they'll have to sprinkle whatever water they're given. Yeah. And
1: I mean, water is a precious resource,
0: too. Yeah, yeah. Um You know, so it makes sense, like, why they would Think of it this way and make make it more broadly.
1: Be- yeah, because it is necessary. And like something, I also we forget about ancient church is that was that is that it was profoundly inclined towards missions or what we would understand about missionary effort today. Oh yes. Uh, and what that means is like, and this is gonna sound crude, but like baptism, yes, do it. Like it doesn't matter where and how, just do it, <laughs> right? Because you you have to keep going. You have to keep preaching, making more disciples, right? Like you cannot be like, oh man, you know what? Like we have to build the church, and then we have to have a bapt—how do you call it? A the baptistery, but
2: yeah, you yeah, call the it Baptist tree, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. We have to have a baptistery to baptize you, and then all your family has to come. Why don't you invite your <laughs> friends? It's like no, man. Like <laughs> you want to get baptized? Let's do it right now, right? Like because they had to keep moving, right? Like keep moving forward, and in many of the circumstances yeah, it's, it's- which they were preaching. They were being persecuted at the same time. Yeah, so,
0: isn't it in Acts that as they're preaching, all these people, like... Get baptized?
1: Yeah, yeah they, they, they
0: Like they convert, and then, like, the same day, they get baptized.
1: Yeah, like the 3,000 men, just counting men. Yeah, right? yeah. So you can imagine women... Yeah, you know, and,
0: um, yeah and that's the point yeah. I was saying, you know, is you count the men, all their families are included, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't some period of time where they were like, oh, you need to... Learn about the faith and whatnot. You know, it's like, nope, yeah, no, same day you get baptized, the same day.
1: <laughs> exactly, like, nope. <laughs> and yes, I just kept the baptism yeah, like, and go.
0: <laughs> now, moving away from baptism, it's like you mentioned the missionaries, and you know, something else that is mentioned in the Dedicate is the prophets. Uh-huh. The person who wrote the Dedicate, you know, they had this, they showed this, that there was this belief of prophets, like that they traveled around yeah. um, going to different churches and, you know, and it, it's, it's funny cause it says um, it gives instructions on how to um, accept or how to welcome a prophet into your church mm-hmm. or into your congregation. But it also says that uh, a prophet should not be there for th- more than three days. Right. No. Uh, if you're, if mm-hmm. the prophet tries to stay longer, kick him out, and because he's yeah, because yeah, uh that means he's not a real prophet.
1: All right. Now here's the thing. What is the meaning of the word prophet within that context? Because exactly. that's another like that's what that's the same thing that happened with the word bishop that we used earlier, right? Like um bishop does not mean what we will completely understand or what we will instantly understand from from the word today, right? So prophet literally means preacher, all right like, those who prophesize are preachers, uh, they're preaching, like, that's, that's the thing, because the, the prophecy is the scripture, right, so, yeah, we're, we're not talking about, like, people looking at the future, because yeah. that's not something, even though it happened in the early church, like, because you well, said that, like, right. people receive visions and so on.
0: Well, I think, yeah, you're right, Um, it's these people that are preaching, but it's mostly um, the implication is that, you know, these people have they have the holy spirit in them yeah yeah um because if we see the same term used in acts um yes is it is a philip's daughters
1: yeah they become
0: yeah i don't remember yeah i think it, i think prophets. it's philip i think that prophet. i think his name is philip he has four daughters that their prophet says mm-hmm. and then there's another prophet that is mentioned like a sentence later he comes from somewhere else and you know there's all these prophets hanging around, um, preachers. Yeah, per se. yeah, but yeah, but they are preachers. Um, you know, but in, this in, is embedded
1: with the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, this is after the Pentecost. Pentecost. Yeah, the Pentecost. Oof.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. Oops. Yeah, after the Pentecost. Now, this is the thing. That's one. That's one. One of the reasons why I really like the didactic. didactic.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's but because it is very basic. Like, it has no high complexity of it, right? Like, it's not trying to explain anything. It's just like he assumes people already believe things, and it's just like a matter of behavior. Like, how are you gonna behave in regards of this situation and these people, and like how do you avoid this and that? And but people have to keep very present when reading it. Is especially for example in this, it's like, what what will happen then? If we were to, to apply a lot of this advice to modern-day churches, right, um, I think a lot of them will crumble.
0: Yeah, no, well, like, like I think a lot of, about that when I read, as I'm reading all these documents, all these letters, because, you know, some church father might give some advice. And when I think about it, how it would work today is like, it makes no sense. So. Yeah. You know, is it is it that the ancient church they were too primitive and you know they they were too primitive. Uh, yeah, they, you know they hadn't really developed the theological uh, structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it or is it that a lot of these churches just are completely detached and floating in space by themselves? Yeah,
1: um, uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I don't, I don't know you. Because obviously, the early church has had a, didn't develop uh, right, right. theology rigorosity, but it didn't need it, right? Like uh, this, this is a thing that I hear from all seminary uh, graduates, <laughs> just find it hilarious. Um, they always, like they study seminary for whatever years, they graduated, that's whatever. And then they come out and they're in the field and they're like, seminary is important, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day because preaching the gospel is all we need and i'm like dude like <laughs> like i i do right, agree right. like you know like preaching the gospel is all we need but at the same time it's just like you are educating yourself you're forming yourself within the modern tradition of christianity and you come to the conclusion that at the very end of the day all we need is just do what everybody else has been doing for thousands and thousands of years, you know? Like, that, that is a very interesting thing about, about like the, the early church, and I, I think, is perhaps the only thing that they were very worried about and the, the only thing that they really pushed forth in regards of, no, we cannot allow this, was whatever they perceive as heresy. You know?
2: Right, right, right. Like
1: w- whenever they saw someone doing something that it that seemed not really Christian, they just went at him.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that was like no nope. and hard, like,
0: right? Like, like yeah, said, yeah, really they,
1: hard. Like they really they, pushed they, towards this idea of sanctity.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, like I said, again, they, uh, drew, yeah. they drew they uh, drew strong lines and even you know even church fathers accuse each other of heresy right um yeah all the time yeah, yeah like um a lot of people like origin and we talked about origin before but yeah. you know he was condemned as heretic yeah he was and though you know he wrote volumes and volumes and volumes of works you know an- yeah. another is um tertul- works
1: that we still use today
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um another is Tertullian you know he, um he was accused of heresy by other people like Jerome
2: yeah
1: and like this is quite a thing right like this is quite a phenomenon because um we started talking just about baptism and like some people will say like what, what does it really matter when we start the conversation right but like by taking all of this into context then it becomes far more interesting um to understand that christianity has changed too much Um, in its view of its most basic principles like yes there's always Christians in some churches that are going to be like very into like I don't know if I told you about this but I think this exemplifies it rather well Uh, I was in this seminary class Uh, the class was on I don't remember I think it was biblical interpretation yeah I think it was um, hermeneutics I think. Anyways, so like if I, tell, if I'm telling you, I'm taking a class on hermeneutics from this professor. will you you will expect him to to uh, align himself to a certain doctrinal sort of um, stance, right? Yeah. To interpret the Bible, because at the very end of the day, we said already, you cannot talk Bible without talking doctrine, and doctrine without talking Bible. Um, that's the reality in which we live today. But here's the thing. I asked him this question. I, I kind of knew what he was going to answer, but just wanted to hear from him. From him, I asked him, okay, you're a hermeneutics professor. You believe that there are certain interpretations of the Bible that are correct, certain interpretations of the Bible that are not correct. Um, what do you think about orthodoxy? And I don't mean the, the orthodox church. I mean orthodoxy as in the general belief of multiple churches on a specific doctrine, all right? And then he said this, and I was just like, oh, all right. He says, like, I don't like orthodoxy because I don't I don't believe in orthodoxy or I don't like orthodoxy because those who believe in orthodoxy or like orthodoxy do not uh, behave according to it. I prefer orthopraxis. And everybody was like, hey, "Amen, preach. <laughs> you could see everybody on, on the chat on the call being <laughs> like, yeah, like orthopraxis. Woo. And I just stay quiet. And I'm like, I would have said this. I would have said, dude, <laughs> you cannot have orthopraxy without orthodoxy. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What do you mean orthopraxis? Do you prefer people behave nicely uh, according to whatever they believe? Or do you prefer that they believe something that we all agree on as correct right. and then behave nicely accordingly? You know what I mean? That's that's what I think this discussion about baptism and the early church oh. and the it, it takes a new light when you put it into the light of the modern one
0: yeah um now did you did you want to end now or did you like was there other stuff you want to talk about like we didn't talk about eternals or spider-man yet
1: <laughs> oh we haven't okay okay so we're <laughs> we're moving moving from international aspects and issues to um theological ones to the matters of men uh the matters of men all right so Eternals and like what do you let's begin with Spider-Man like what do you think about Spider-Man like
0: the movie do you watch it do you like it yeah no I I watched it on uh opening day and yeah I I loved it it's probably my second favorite favorite Marvel Marvel film yeah um
1: what's your first favorite Marvel film
0: it might be um Endgame or yeah Well, yeah, Engin was good. Yeah.
1: Mine, I I really like Doctor Strange. Like, I like all the mysticism of Doctor Strange and, like, all its modern
0: understanding of life. That's why I liked um, Spider-Man, too, right? Um, Because they did include a lot of that. um, Doctor.
1: Yeah. Mystical aspect. Yeah. I like that. That's something that I found very interesting because they said they decided to open the multiverse, not through science, but through magic. Um, And I mean, like, if I were to make a movie out of a kid that has spider powers and has to see all the other versions of him and I don't want to drag it out too much, I think magic is the easiest way (laughs) because science, like he, he doesn't have the scientific knowledge to do that, you know? To travel the multiverse
0: Yeah um, You know And it makes sense Right Um, We already saw Doctor Strange uh, Manipulating different dimensions And you know Doing all that So it makes sense That the next Step would be uh, The multiverse
1: All right Uh, Yeah It it completely makes sense Um, Now Obviously because of what's coming Right Like you know The next Doctor Strange movie Is the multiverse of madness I am so into that I feel like that's going to become one of my favorite movies, hands down. Yeah. Because man. of how insanely crazy it's supposed to be. Um, you know, the, yeah, it's the, all through magic.
0: So, yeah. the, do you like spoilers and rumors or no? Oh, I do. I do. Well, the rumors are that um, because, you know, Multiverse of Man is supposed to be Doctor Strange with, against Wanda um yeah. Scar- Scarlet Witch but the the rumor is that at the end um they'll end up bringing X-Men through the multi and the
1: Fantastic 4
0: Yeah, and the Fantastic 4. I've heard they've already been casting X-Men. Um yeah. so it, it looks like it might be true. If so, then that's crazy.
1: It is absolutely insane. And, but can you imagine know,
0: but it makes it, it's a good way of <laughs> introducing the X-Men into the Marvel universe because if they if they did like they did with Eternals and say that oh they were always there, kind of kind of makes it cheap. It kind of like
1: yeah, like what were they doing when Thanos happened? Like they exactly. will make the same mistake that they made with Eternals.
0: Yeah, right. Um, like it's more it's more believable that they travel interdimensionally than it is to say that they were always there.
1: <laughs> now it will be amazing if they end up mixing realities, being like, well, yeah, after all of this, now we have X Men right or after all of these now we have yeah. whatever i honestly i'm just excited about whatever they might come up with like yeah the the degree of how free are they getting now to be able to make more stories like you know that since around in game people started saying like that's it like the the superhero movies reached their peak and that like there's well, nothing else
0: yeah people have been saying that since like event <laughs> avengers
1: <laughs> yeah um, yes yeah, since the first avengers yeah yeah so yeah. i'm like whenever i heard, that i'm like dude that that's not even their final form like <laughs>
2: right, right.
1: like there is so much to tell like we haven't seen mephisto we haven't seen Gorath. we haven't seen uh who else who else you put there Oh, the crossovers! Like, imagine if they do a DC crossover! Like, boom! Like, man! Like,
0: no, no. <laughs> you know, no. I I heard that. No um, planning too. I think planning is it's too early to plan. But you know, they, they they were um yeah investigating the possibilities of doing that on a much later date because like right now they want to get through the the main catalog. Um, yeah,
1: of course. Like they want to do Marvel first
0: yeah like well DC right now it looks like they're moving towards galacticus oh galacticus
1: yes yes of course oh, yeah with no. the turtles like, and everything that yeah would well and like the fantastic
0: that. four right um yes of course yeah so it looks like that's the that's the, the new super Ooh, bad apocalypse. guy
1: they're also missing apocalypse
0: yeah well that would that would be after they bring the x-men right
1: yeah um, yeah like that's exactly what i was saying like things can get very crazy yeah yeah
0: I like and, you know you can imagine that if apocalypse succeeds and creates like these some, parallel universes yeah like some crazy destruction of the universe that would lead off to a crossover with dc the problem is that who knows which batman uh dc is gonna have right <laughs> um, why not all of them <laughs> like <laughs> you know what i mean like
1: what was i rumor.
0: apparently yeah i've heard the rumor yeah. that DC that the next batman is gonna have
1: all Batman.
0: yeah the different batman's from before um and, and that's like, that's why spider-man wanted to get ahead first right
1: and they did but yeah. like man it's fi- like imagine that all the batman's uh, like what we will miss it's all the jokers like obviously that other joker like um,
0: yeah uh, but um, Jack Nicholson.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like there's Jack Nicholson will be awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but but here's the thing: like comic book movies are going nowhere anytime soon. Oh yeah, like they have come to stay for a long time because people well, really forget. Right. Uh, have you heard that they're thinking of bringing the werewolf? This werewolf dude, like, because they're trying to do this kind of um.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I saw that. Um, dark no.
1: Avengers, like
0: yeah, the Magic trickler. Avengers. Uh, for Morbius?
1: Yeah, Morbius is good. Have, yeah. have you seen
0: it? Did he, yeah, I saw the trailer, right?
1: Yeah, 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 of course. I really liked it.
0: Yeah. I was like,
1: yeah. I feel right. that this guy... What, what's his name? What's the name of the actor?
0: Um, Jared Leto.
1: Yeah, I think Leto found its place,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because as a Joker, I don't see him as a Joker. Uh, more like heroic kind of character. No, thank you. But like Morbius, like he seems unstable. He seems yeah. like... I like
0: it. Yeah, Morbius like a vampire. He's kind of like the Punisher, basically. The but like a supernatural Punisher, basically.
1: Just with Spider Man, there's so much to tell because he's a Spider Man villain. For those of you that do not know, yeah,
0: yeah, it's interesting because you know Morbius or Morbius is also linked to um, Blade. Um, Yes, uh, whenever Blade comes in. Yeah, and uh, um, did you see that at the uh, the the end scene? Eternals, yeah, that, that introduces Blade into the into, uh, into the mix. Into the mix so.
1: Yeah, I know. I Like, the same reaction. I'm like, Blade!
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, the things we're about to see, but, you know? <laughs> I know, is. but
0: like okay. the, what I'm most excited for, though, like, it drove me crazy when I, like, when I saw it in the theaters was Daredevil. Oh,
1: yes. Like, I think, like, I like Spider-Man.
0: But oh, yeah. You no, cannot
1: deny that he's a really good
2: lawyer
1: <laughs> like, um, i was like, yeah, like, like i was so excited
0: <laughs> like it was it was that little that that small scene that just like elevated like the spider-man movie a lot higher than it would be
2: yeah. um because he gave because, it like, connection so possi-
0: yeah there's so many possibilities um with Daredevil devil and spider-man um yeah
1: they're really good friends in the comics they yeah. they're really really good friends and people say like well um what when,
0: said- you know they have they have um the kingpin in common as an enemy right
1: yes uh even though the kingpin in disney plus was very um he, he was not as violent as netflix
0: well see that's and- a problem cuz uh that's what they were. That's what they were saying, right? Um, in in Netflix, he was a lot more violent, but mm-hmm. less strong. Like in yeah. Disney, he was like super strong, but less violent.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I even saw a meme. Uh, do you watch the series?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. I even saw a meme where he's talking to the, the this woman, like the woman Vanessa. Yeah. He, yeah, he's getting all like no, no, no Vanessa, like the, the the mother.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's talking to her. He's getting angry at her because she's kind of like putting up some attitude. And the meme says, like, "Woman, if this was Netflix, you will, I will smash your brains out." <laughs> <I was laughs>
2: like, yes, if it
1: was, he would just jump over the the, the, the whatever, like the, the table, and just kill her, right? Like on the spot, to kill her with, like, I don't know, a pen or something. Um, because he was insane, like the the way he behaved, the demeanor oh, yeah. he showed, like he was scary. Like you will not want to be in the room alone with him. Yeah. he could kill you. Like remember in the Netflix show when he kills the reporter, like yeah, yeah, um, the man and, from like the well, newspaper,
0: no. yeah, it's insane. And um, no, I think like I think the worst one is the the door
1: with the car. Yes, I yeah. thought of that one
0: too. <laughs> that, that's like, a, man,
1: like,
0: well, doesn't he like decapitate the guy with the door?
1: I think he does.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm like he I don't know like I don't know what happened to that head. He <laughs> just like man like. And, and and that's what I guess a lot of people wanted to see. But now, and, and they make him a lot of, a lot more cartoonish, right? Like they try to do the kingpin with the cane yeah. and everything.
0: Yeah. But, uh,
1: uh, I, I, I was very happy to see him back. Like yeah, I would not like too. I like him. Uh, yeah. Melly and I came to the conclusion that he was a great villain. Like an amazing villain for The Punisher an amazing villain for Daredevil, like, he was just brutal. But I'm really hoping that they're going to let themselves a little bit free, even if they put that on Star instead of Disney+. Plus. Like, they could do that, right? Like, yeah, Star yeah. Plus instead of yeah. Disney. Be just like Daredevil is going on a Star Plus because you want violence, right? Yes. Just do it,
0: right? Well, you know, I think they'll have to, right? Because, you know, they're also making um, Deadpool. The Punisher.
1: Oh, and Deadpool too, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, you know, so it's just like it's gonna develop
1: this part that gets very violent and give it yeah. violence
0: yeah um
1: and it will be hilarious to throw tom holland in there because like that other king pain like the, the netflix campaign like you're not ready for that kind of thing like well yeah. now well, that was know, the thing the green goblin what do you think
0: oh i i love the green goblin on this <laughs> yeah on this movie like you no know No, what i like I, I loved how i loved how um they updated his costume to make it more authentic to the to the old one to the classic yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and they did it like they did it really organically like you know I was worried that he would have to create some you know like new costume or whatnot and make it look weird but no like it made so much sense. Um,
1: now the interpretation of William Defoe is just like wow like the, his faces man.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Then that, that's why it's important that they updated the costume because before he had a mask on the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this movie, they made the point of destroying the mask, but that that gave us like his facial reaction. It really propelled the movie well, to even like, like, in, like
1: in the original movie where he appears, he has a lot of screen time where he shows his range in regards of like how crazy yeah. he, can he look. Like it was good, but, but
0: yeah, but um, I, I agree, like. He wasn't, like, a lot of, like, when he was Scream Goblin, right? He always had a yeah, mask. Yeah, he was covered. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So we couldn't really see, like, the full insanity, right? But on, on this here, it made sense. And they even played up the insanity more.
1: He was really good. Like, yeah. I really, really like him. Uh, the the power that he had, like, because he was very strong. Yeah, and I... He was a lot stronger than in of Wires movies.
0: What did you think about the other villains? Like- oh uh, wait, wait, wait,
1: Green Goblin. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to talk a little bit more about him. Like <laughs> uh, there, there was this, this other meme that I saw that, it was like <laughs> but it was like, do you want me to develop your character? You're about to beat, get beat up by the Green Goblin. And like, I actually found that one hilarious because aside from all the other villains, it was the Green Goblin that really pushed Holland to that Spider-Man kind of level of, I am completely alone. Everybody that I like died because this dude killed it. <laughs> right? like, he's the one that really hurt him. Like Nobody else actually did. right? Like Forget about the lizard. The lizard did nothing. He was just trapped in these trucks or
0: whatever. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Um, um...
1: Electro did not do much. He looked flashy and he looked nice. And I think Jamie Foxx really enjoyed the character now.
0: Yeah, um,
1: but he did not hurt Spider-Man.
0: No, um, Sandman. Um, no, Sandman was yeah. kind of cool, but like
1: again, he didn't do much
0: too. Yeah,
1: right. He was just there as a very dangerous villain. Octopus, I really, dangerous.
0: yeah, I love. I the, love Octopus. Yeah, the development <laughs> of the of the, the uh, Dr. Yeah.
1: Oh. I absolutely love him. I was like, yes, like I can buy his
0: redemption, shirt. right?
1: Yeah, like he's turning to good
0: yes yeah that me. was like I right. love him I like that the have the consistency with the old movies right um they didn't try to um reinvent him it, it was like the problem he always had was the the arms took control of him yeah and you know he just needed someone like to um, fix that. yeah <laughs> just someone to like fix it that that's it. Um, good to finally see a, a resolution <laughs> after, like, since I was like 12.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. To see him go full circle, you know, yes. like finally back to the, because now he, he can become this really valuable force for good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because he could be a, some kind of superhero. Now, I don't think he will be because I don't think he's into that kind of thing. But for example, something that I like is that when they're finding Electro at the very end of the movie and Electro just going at everybody, just destroying them, like all the Spider-Mans. And then Octavius comes out of nowhere and just beats Electro in like seconds. I'm like, what? Like, did you notice that? He just sneaks.
0: Yeah, through. he like unplugs him like.
1: <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah. And and he, he was also very smart and he was very calm. And I think he they used him a lot for the nostalgia yes because he was closer to peter remember that scene where they meet each other again and they see each other grown oh like older
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: and he says like look you have grown and you mature and whatever and everybody's crying like everybody from our generation is crying (laughs) on the the cinematic because we just like you kids don't get it Oh, he's oh, telling that to me
0: i'm like what yeah <laughs> he's speaking to it's, like, me, all it
2: right?
0: it's like he's talking to the camera <laughs> yeah he's talking to the camera
1: <laughs> yes exactly um but it's really good <laughs> yeah but it's really good like dr octopus was was quite something like i i even told Nelly when we went to the movies like i'm coming to to this movie for him like I got yeah, excited yeah, exactly. about the movie for him. Like I like the Spider-Mans. I like my, I like I like Toby, but um, we we knew that he was appearing. We did not know what they were gonna do with him. I love yeah. what they did with him. Oh, um, uh, they! I think they showed him a lot of respect.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. Like, um, like this movie, it's it's one of the strange times when. A later movie makes the earlier movies better.
1: Uh, yes, yes.
0: Because not now, if you watch, you know, the second Spider Man movie, with it hits his, you differently. <laughs> no, yeah, knowing the resolution, it it makes it a lot better.
1: After everything that he suffered, I'm talking about yeah. Octavius.
0: The, you know, you finally you know, get a satisfying con- conclusion, right?
1: Yeah. And, and, and don't you agree that they, they dealt with the comedy in a very smart way like again like i was worried about the disrespect you know like i was worried about them trying to make holand like the, the greatest spider-man but oh these right, other, right, right. right yeah these, these two other spider-mans the villains even their friends uh even doctor strange like i will complain a little bit because i'm biased like i i think there is no way peter will be doctor strange <laughs>
2: yeah
1: um <laughs> uh, but sure it's his movie like given that uh well, it made sense, right? Or whatever, or mathematics.
0: It made sense, um, yeah, mathematics. But
1: um. again, it's a Spider-Man, it's his movie, whatever. Like, that could have been perhaps my only complaint because I'm biased, and I think Doctor Strange can beat anybody. Uh, but aside from that, I think they were very respectful with all the characters.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: They gave them their spot. I really like the fact that all, almost all Spider-Man villains are doctors. <laughs> <Both> <laughs> yes. Of kind yes, yes. <laughs> Which, um
0: you know kind of makes
2: well,
1: sense it has to right like, because they're all yeah. through scientific means yeah, yeah. they have achieved or they have fallen into an accident that make them into prison <laughs> people um,
0: um what do you call it no uh for the comedy yeah like it was really good especially between the three spider-mans because
1: yes they like have like such said, a chemistry
0: yeah like you said you know there's there could be that disrespect in trying to make the tom holland like the leader um mm-hmm. you know but they were very dynamic as a group um, and i
1: heard that they improvise a lot do you hear that
0: because it kind of makes sense right like um yeah. you know, there's the one scene where she calls for peter and they're like which one
1: <laughs> yeah and they make that the meme have you seen yeah that? yeah they point you... <laughs> to each other <laughs> 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 yeah it was it was really good i like Oh, and they also did the, all the fans wanted to see that because you know, like Toby actually produces the web.
0: Yes, yeah, like exactly. They mentioned it's like that comes out of your body. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's a so weird. <laughs> like, does it come out anywhere else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: which, exactly. which is
0: which is one of which is was one of the um arguments against Spider Man, the first Spider Man, because real spiders, you no, know, they have they they, they, they shoot- produce it. They produce yes. spider webs out of their ass, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed.
0: So, that, uh, so, no, that was the question. <laughs> that we all wanted
1: to answer. Yes. <laughs> like, in a way, like, taking that as an example, I think Which, not only did it happen for Octopus or yeah, Octavio, but it happened for a lot of things that the fans were thinking about. Like, what will happen in this and that place? For example, you see when they were all telling their sad story? Yeah. And like then Andrew goes just like I didn't lose my uncle, but I lost her. And that's the thing that really hit me. And I'm like, that's quite interesting because in a way he's different then, right? Like, but he's yeah, yeah. he's still a Spider-Man. And when he catches Mary Jane, that is scene also hits hard. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. say. Like, like yeah. their their relations, um, you know, outside, like you said, to um uncle ben and um aunt may and yeah mary jane or michelle here the relations between the three of them you know it it, like they managed to create like a great interaction um between the different spider-mans so they are like that that example when he catches um when amazing spider-man catches michelle um yeah that yeah. was that was intense but you know it it um gives him that resolution he needed from the he the grows second, as a character yeah um, yeah from when he killed uh oh <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't care about <laughs> he lost when uh, yeah when now uh, <laughs> when when stacy died right um I just went like i i really love that scene. Um, I, I wish it was a little bit longer because the way they ended it, it kind of it was almost too comedic.
1: It was, it was, I agree. But so, like, here's the thing though, it was comedic in the movie, but I don't know if it happened in, in your theater, but everybody went it, yeah. when I was watching it because I went yeah, on yeah. opening day, everybody was like, Oh, like
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. He
1: hit them, you know, like just like oh like he did it, like.
0: Yeah. It's Okay, man. Like. Yeah. No. Um. Um. Also, I was gonna say also when um. When um, the Toby Spider Man was talking about um. Mary Jane. Um, I like that scene a lot. Right. Yeah,
1: because he got married
2: with
0: her. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They still had issues, but they were trying to work through them and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I. I it reminded me of. Did you see the Spider Verse movie?
1: Yes, of course.
0: Yeah, it, it reminded me of that movie as well. Like it was kind of like a throwback to that as well. Yeah, um, which
1: was hilarious, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, it also kind of gives an answer to to the different version of Mary Jane that we have here.
1: Yeah, like uh, that's another thing. In a way, without doing it, they brought in everybody else. Yeah, they
0: right? like, started like they 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 give a complete. Um, overview of the different spider-man characters like even uncle ben right like yeah they they still managed to include him even though he's not part of this universe
1: exactly it just like wow And um, for example um venom at the very end right like <laughs> people people waited, waited, expected him to uh, to appear and fight but i'm like all right so venom appeared and then he left where did he went to okay so let's say that he went to the universe of andrew and they're gonna make him face andrew for a third movie that's going to be brutal well
0: you know, like they oh, don't right. oh. uh, say
1: that they, they go even crazier huh?
0: venom state
1: no venom vanished
0: no then you see at the end I was did. A...
1: he was drinking in mexico
0: yes and he vanished but he left a little bit of the symbiote oh
1: yeah okay no no yes Yeah, I I remember that, like he left a small like Venom that you can get a different version of Venom. But I'm speaking as the Venom that we know, you know, like.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he probably went back to.
1: To whatever universe he's from. But here's the thing, look, Toby already faced Venom, a different version. So he doesn't need a Venom. He has Octavius, he has the Green Goblin. Let's say the Green Goblin goes crazy again and just like he fights him. Like that would be awesome. but Andrew only has the Lizard and the Electro.
2: Well, right?
1: he, oh, and Toby, Toby right. also has uh, the Sandman and well he, he plays Venom, the Sandman, Octavius, and the Greek gothic, right? Yeah. Now uh, uh, Holland has the vulture has venom now, uh maybe Morbius, right? Like we don't know if he's going to fight Morbius. Uh he also has a lot of things to do with Daredevil.
0: Yeah, Kingpin. I, I think I think it would be cuz you know Kingpin? how they you yeah. know how at the end you know Spider-Man is kind of like by himself, like yeah. isolated. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be better if they tried to bring Spider-Man down into like this classic street fighting level.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, um, like he faces Kingpin,
0: yeah. He well, where, where, yeah, where he faces people like Kingpin, and you know, we can see team ups with Daredevil, oh, that like that.
1: yeah. Well, uh, now that Venom, like the Venom that we know, um, I think it would be nice if they send them to Andrew and they make him face Andrew because I don't know if it happened also in your theater, but in my theater, I had a lot of teenagers. I had a lot of teenagers there that grew up with the Andrew movies, right? Uh, For them, Spider-Man was Andrew. Like, that's the best Spider-Man. Why do they say that? I don't know, man. Toby is the best Spider-Man. But but they grew up with Andrew and they were like, we need a third movie. And then afterwards, there was a lot of like posters of like, yeah, third movie of Amazing Spider-Man, whatever. If they make him face Venom, I think that'd be awesome. I
0: don't know. Like, I, I don't, See that they are like that they're interested in making in continuing that Spider Man universe, especially now that
1: look at the money, man. Look at the
0: money, <laughs> yeah. I know, but like, <laughs> not like you know, the last thing you want to do is um divide your audience between the two Spider Mans, right? Of course, and now you have like now it looks like. Sony has a lot more control of Spider-Man, especially because in the story, Spider-Man is now more detached. He's, like, removed from everyone else. Mm -hmm. So there's not, like, he doesn't have that connection to the Avengers anymore or anything like that. Yeah. So, you know, they might decide, as I said, they might decide to go more street level and focus on, you know, smaller... um, storylines
1: yeah more to develop him
0: yeah yeah um uh, because like I, th- I think their their the goal eventually would be like you know to have a mature spider man that is able to introduce um miles. other characters. well
1: yeah miles that
0: yeah miles has has the replacement spider man
1: yeah ah spider-man and then we have when stacy like the spider wen yeah because no. i think one thing that the spider-verse movie did was solidify miles and when stacy and here's where i might get a little bit political but when stacy it's a, a little bit it's already politically friendly what i mean by that is uh, she's rebellious she's whatever right like mary jane back in the day was more of a
0: additional.
1: yeah like a trope it sounds yeah, bad yeah. but she yeah. was a trope right like dancing on the stress kind of thing like very pretty and she needed to be safe so they turned her into like something different and then eventually we made it to zendaya but i think when stacy comes from the other direction comes from the direction of this is the new women right like this is the new girl that we want to push forward and I think she's perfect. Like, I don't think they need to reinvent. Her. Like, it's not like they're going to come up with like a Mexican Wednesdays, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think she's fine the way she is. And Miles, I think he's fine the way he is. Like, I don't think they're going to do anything different with them, yeah. but they're going to give us that.
2: Hmm.
1: And I really hope they do. Now, I, I also heard rumors about the black cat coming over. Now, if the black yeah. cat comes over,
2: well, well, see,
0: that, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking too, right? Like, because the Black Cat might, you know, she might be, like, she might take over that role of Gwen Stacy, like you were saying, the rebellious, um, you know, new type of um, uh, women character or love interest. Um, because, yeah, if Black Cat comes over, You know, I I don't think they would want to do um, a love triangle for a more mature Spider Man.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, yeah. I don't know. Like, just with Spider Man, there's so many different things or routes that we can take. There is so, so many. Like, there's so many many characters. I also heard rumors about uh, what's the name? Jason Momoa. Uh, taking the role of the hunter. Uh, I don't remember his name. It's another Spider-Man character. He hunts people.
0: Um, no, he, he um yesterday he signed on to the Fast Furious Ten.
1: Oh really? Well, obviously they're not doing the, the hunter anytime soon, right?
0: Like yeah, yeah,
1: but I heard rumors about that.
0: Have um, you been watching um the Book of Fat?
1: obviously i have it's very slow it's
0: very very slow you know what um there's a there's been a lot of criticisms about that show but i i like it i I think it's like
1: yeah me too
0: it's pretty good it's pretty good boba fett story um although you know i I did like the last episode the best it was like the perfect you know star wars tv show (laughs)
1: Um, something that I agree with all the criticism on the show was that I feel that the show is not really finding its um, personality I think it's in between a kind of like redemption story not redemption but like a development story for Boba Fett and in between the gangster kind of story that they were kind of promised yeah. Uh, I would have liked if they went a lot harder into the gangster part. Like, I mean, he's Boba Fett. He's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not dumb of how things work. And they're making him look like like he's completely new and he, he wants to be like an honorable warrior. I'm like, dude, you're, you're a bounty hunter. Like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you agree with that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, it makes sense. But like, at the same time, like I think um, if they want to keep Boba Fett as a character, you know, in the long run, they kind of need to stretch out that story, especially with the last episode. Did you see it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It will be good. Uh, but now the last episode. If you haven't seen the last episode of Boba Fett, it's time for you to 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 not listen, like not listen to us. But um, yeah, the, the last episode of Boba Fett. What do you think? I I th- I really liked it.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's I think it's the best Star Wars tv tv like yeah tv uh, episode we've seen except maybe for that except maybe for the
1: yeah maybe that but like do you remember that um what's the name Oh the the girl that acts in or the woman that acts in jurassic park
0: yeah yeah, um um bryce howard dallas or whatever bryce bryce dallas howard Uh,
1: he directed that and i'm like wow woman like yeah
0: yeah job. She, yeah i know that's what i saw she directed also uh, an episode in the Mandalorian before too um which was yeah. really good as well um i, I mean and, like
1: john Favreau is a genius like he's becoming the father of star wars
0: like like it's basically dave Filoni and uh, dave Filoni. yeah, Fab- yeah Fabbro. and, and fabro they're like they're like controlling star wars right now and they're doing a really good job i wish they had done the movies too <laughs>
1: Yeah, everybody does, trust me. Like what we're seeing right now with Star Wars, it's just like that's the Star Wars we needed, not the yeah, one we a, got. Yeah, it's
0: like a it's like a renaissance of Star Wars. Uh, it is a renaissance,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. and and I, I think and I feel oh, bad though, because if you could imagine these people making the movies back in the day, we will have a bigger fandom. Oh yeah. But I, I think now they're uh going up the stream, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Like trying to recover fans. And fans are a little like fans are weird. Like well, I yeah. think Machiavelli was right when he said it's better to be feared than to be loved. <laughs> because fans are very treacherous. And um
0: yeah, like and that's a that's a and you know it's funny because we we're talking about uh Marvel before, and the Marvel fans they'll like don't they'll, they'll accept anything. <laughs> huh? The Marvel fans they'll accept anything, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Just, like, they're just happy satisfied they're they're very confident yeah like the directors
0: yeah well no the eternals was a bad movie but even the marvel fans love it um
1: yeah because we saw things that we liked right like the celestials for example that was crazy like perhaps my favorite part of the movie every single time the the celestials appear and they were like
0: yeah really yeah. significant yeah yeah the, yeah the <laughs> right. only the only thing that i liked about the movie was Arishem. like he was yeah, was
1: amazing yeah <laughs> like at the very end he just goes like whoosh, <laughs> yeah. and like, <laughs> like what <laughs> like if he wanted he could just push the planet and kill everybody <laughs>
0: yeah um uh, but yeah uh back to star wars oh by the way um bryce seller bryce dallas howard she was um Gwen Stacy and uh, Spider Man Three. Yeah, Spider-Man. she was. She was. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. That. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, the Star Wars fans, you know, they're, you know, they complain about everything, and that, you no, know, that's kind of why I was like, that's why I was I get annoyed with uh, the criticisms of Boba Fett because, like, it's still, it's a good show. Um, it looks like another case of fans complaining that their dream is not being made into reality uh,
1: expectations yeah, yeah. Heard, uh, did you see the poster before um before the spider-man movie that says like i hope that marvel is going to keep up to my expectations and there was a poster where they smashed every single character from every single <laughs> action movie ever like they got a the joker godzilla they mm-hmm. got the Mar, <laughs> and they got everything i was just like but <laughs> <laughs> it is an amazing poster because it has like it has uh, the guys from Fast and Furious. Yeah. It has the cat God- gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, expectations.
2: Um. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars uh, fans have high expectations, and you know they get they get really angry when they don't when you know they're not fulfilled.
1: And now, like, again, like, like, uh, this said, more than I agree with the part of the Renaissance. I also think that the fans felt so furious for what happened with the movies that they, in a way, in their anger, they completely forgot that Star Wars is not dead just because a couple of movies just messed up. Yeah. Like there is still so much Star Wars to tell. Like in video games, there uh, for example, have you heard of the uh the acolyte yeah, yeah, series? Yeah. Like, do you know what it's what what it's rumored that it is about?
0: Yeah, is not it um of about the earlier Republic?
1: Nope. I heard that it's about the transition of Palpatine into a sea floor.
0: Oh. oh, I know, so I know,
1: right? Uh, and I also heard rumors that, what, what's the name of this actor, the actor that plays it? He's one of the Skargar brothers, or Skargar, or whatever their name are.
2: Yeah. Oh.
1: Well, do you know which actor I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Uh, I don't know let his name Okay, let me see. Uh, Skargar brothers, Alexander Skargar, this... Bill Skargar. There we go. Uh, Bill Skargar, it's rumor or I heard that uh, he might be Palpatine, like a young Palpatine, and like we may see Palpatine being a politician and then getting in contact with uh, Plays um, Plays explaining a bunch of things to him, and like, teaching him the ways of the force, and him eventually like just going at it fully Now, if they go fully perverse with that, and just let go in a Hannibal kind of way, Oof, was I Imagine that the like Palpatine will be
0: like, "Whoa, man!" It, it might be too violent for Disney, but yeah, um, yeah, and it's something that I would like to see, um, because you know we don't have a really good Sith story, yet.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, there is nothing they can base on, like everything that they yes. start making now. Well, they was, but everything they start making now. It's just, it can be brand new. And that's the beauty of Star Wars right now. Like, yeah, I'm so, like, what was, the, what, when, when did that happen? Um, but see, I
0: don't know, because yeah. now it's kind of dangerous, though, because they they made the Palpatine character really toxic with this return, right?
1: Yeah, but, like, I also heard that so, throughout the series, they're just throwing everything into the garbage, like absolutely everything uh everything in in the the sense of the three movies because i also heard rumors that luke is going to appear in the end of boba fett
0: huh that would make sense
1: well what if he just like i don't know he just goes to tatooine for a random reason yeah he forgot something at his house and then he's just like whoa what Boba Fett still alive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, know, you can tell it's not been that long.
1: Yeah, it's not been that long. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, because the guy will have been rotten. Uh, uh, but yeah, like I heard that he's going into that. And now in a way, I think John Favreau and Filoni and all these guys are being careful with throwing everything in the garbage, like the, the last trilogy. But I honestly believe that's their intention. Like, that's their final uh, goal because they have to do it.
0: Yeah, no, Star Wars. You can tell that they have a different approach, right? Um,
2: Yeah.
0: They're like, they want to include entire um, Star Wars lore, you know. Yeah. Whereas whereas the last three films, they they were very limited. They had a very, very narrow um understanding of um like the Star Wars lore. Here with Fabro and Filoni, you know, they're using the Clone Wars, they're using um the prequels, they're using every like everything, the books, everything that's available, um, to draw stories from there.
1: <sighs> like. Star Wars is going to be so awesome. I, I was going to tell you that. Like, I don't know. Are you a fan of any sagas? Like, in my case, I faced that question. <laughs> and I was like, I'm truly a fan of anything. Like, a really deep fan. Like, you know, what? those kind of toxic fans. I wanted to be a toxic fan of something. <laughs> I looked into Tolkien, and Tolkien is awesome. Don't, don't, I, we're going to be talking about that series later on. Like, some, yes. some other time. Uh, but... I chose Star Wars. I chose Star Wars as to be like the thing that I was very passionate about. The reason why is because I grew up with it, right? Like yeah. I was very little when I uh, when Star Wars came out, and after the Book of Boba and after everything, I'm like, wow. Um, I really, I'm, i to save for a helmet, <laughs> or a sword, or something like. I want to get that kind of memor- memorabilia, like bunch of different things of that.
0: I, I don't normally like collectibles and stuff like that. Um, but I did like looking at um, all the all uh, the equipment uh the Mandalore put down on the suitcase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, oh man, I wish I could have like, all that stuff. <laughs>
1: That, that, that would be nice to have like uh i'm not, like I, i'm thinking like you know what i really want if they ever come up with that i'm just gonna buy them I, I don't know if i should just save until they make it but i, I want the helmet of the of the girl the um
0: sabine weaponsmith
1: oh okay okay that helmet like yeah. when i saw it i thought of you because i was like okay that's very greek like
0: <laughs> yeah it, it looks cool i like it because it kind of looks like an owl too right
1: she does look like an owl but the first thing that i thought of well, uh was the phalanx the
0: yeah yeah no, the ancient athenians yeah no I, I think that's what they're going for because you know the a symbol of um of uh symbols so the greeks used a lot was the owl right um yeah you know and it Kind of gives to that um idea of like wisdom, and she's she being like the the leader of this sect of Mandalorians. Um, yeah, no, I I really like her character a lot. Um, I was really surprised see her because I thought that they had all been killed.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. When I saw her, I was like, "Yes, woman!" Like, I love her look. Like, yeah. Out of all the harmons that we have seen, I really like hers. Like her design, her character design. That she uses these um tools to forge weapons
2: yeah
1: uh to fight and like the mysticism like she's very religious uh i, I like her i like it, the whole character
0: i i don't really have like i'm not a fanatic of any specific fandoms like um yeah like i don't have one fandom that i'm most fanatical about because like my i have like a really small attention span um Kind of like this podcast suggests right like you know yeah. i one moment i'm reading like the church fathers the next moment i'm like looking oh, yeah. through you know looking through middle earth or something then i'm looking at harry potter you know and then i'm watching something on star wars so it's like i can't dedicate myself to one thing because like i'm always moving around yeah um so like i have general knowledge about each fandom that i that i'm interested in but i don't have like that expert that expertise um on a specific fandom um no probably the closest would be the lord of the rings you know, and even, even Lord of the Rings, like, you know, there's still a lot I haven't read. So, um, you know, yeah, that, we, so.
1: we could not say like, like same, same with me. That's one of the reasons why I chose Star Wars over Lord of the Rings, because I was like, <laughs> if I wanted to be this toxic <laughs> about a lot of the rings, I will have to read so much and I will have to learn Quenja. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Like, you know, like the language you know? and yeah. all. Um, Ah, I don't I don't want us to go into the Lord of the Rings because I think we made it to three hours.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a long podcast, so like <laughs> we could yeah. cut into here because we've covered a lot. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like, no,
1: one last thing before we go. Did you watch the music video they released in the late night show for the Lord of the Rings? No. With the Hobbits rapping.
0: Um, was this a while back?
1: No, then it's fairly recent. It's called Lord of the Rings is the number one, truly.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I, I didn't see it. I will. I'll, it I'll, I'll, I'll... is
1: so cringe. Okay, watch it for the next episode where we retouch
0: right.
1: Star Wars yeah, and we talked talk about again about uh, Lord of the Rings. Things.
0: All right, all right. Sounds good.
1: All right, everybody. Yes. Uh, so thank you for being here. We covered a little bit of everything, like literally, like um, as we normally do. And it's a long episode because you deserve the long episode. Uh, we've been absent mostly because of me. I, I went in sabbatical. <laughs> so I, I took a sabbatical. so um, but yeah, let, let's hope we'll go back to do it
0: do, yeah,' we'll, doing this often. yeah, we'll try to yeah. keep it more regular and um yeah, um, we'll be back next week, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, next week. see you then.